7. C. 1. Use of public benefits or insurance or private insurance to pay for Part 100 services federal requirements for states to coordinate resources for Part 100 services, use Part 100 funds as a payer of last resort, and ensure methods to ensure the provision of and financial responsibility for Part 100 services federal requirements for a state system of payments treatment of funds received under public benefits or insurance, private insurance, or family fees changes in early intervention, a summary of major regulatory changes related to the administrative RESPONSIBILITES of state lead agencies family engagement child find evaluations and assessments eligibility initial IFSPIFSP development implementation and review transition, including Part 100 to Part B, exiting Part 100 C, 3, C, 9, C, 11, State Interagency Coordinating Council C-12, Procedural Safeguard State Application and Assurances Federal and State Monitoring and Enforcement. IDEA Part 100 Final Regulations issued September 28, 2011 and effective October 28, 2011 Changes in Early Intervention, a summary of major regulatory changes for parents, early intervention service providers and state lead agencies non-regulatory guidance November 2011 Office of Special Education Programs Office of Special Education and Rehabilitative Services U.S. Department of Education A1. Purpose of this guidance This guidance provides parents, early intervention service, EIS providers, state lead agencies, and other interested parties with detailed information about the sum of the changes made to the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, IDEA or Act Part 100 Regulations in 34 CFR Part 303, as those regulations were published in the Federal Register on September 28, 2011 and made effective on October 28, 2011, Final Regulations. The final regulations can be found at http colon slash slash idea.ed.gov slash par dash c slash search slash new. The final regulations reflect changes made to the idea as amended by the Individuals with Disabilities Education Improvement Act of 2004 and make other necessary changes needed to implement the early intervention program for infants and toddlers with disabilities. This non-regulatory guidance focuses on the following topics where changes were made to regulatory requirements that directly affect infants and toddlers with disabilities and their families and local EIS providers and programs. 1. Family Engagement 2. Child Find Evaluations Assessments Eligibility Initial IFSP Individualized Family Service Plan 3. IFSP Development Implementation and Review 4. Transition Including Part 100 to Part B Exiting Part 100 and 5. Coordination with Head Start Early Head Start Early Education and Child Care Programs this non-regulatory guidance identifies some of the changes made to the final regulations in these areas and does not impose additional requirements beyond those required under the IDEA and the final regulations. The IDEA, its implementing regulations, and other important documents related to the IDEA and the regulations can be found at http colon slash slash idea.ed.gov slash par dash c search new. A2. I. 
family engagement the final regulations acknowledge the importance of parents and other family members in supporting a child's development. This section identifies the changes made to 34 CFR Part 303 by the final regulations as they directly affect the involvement of parents and families of infants and toddlers with disabilities. Section 303.209 D12 requires that the family of a toddler with a disability who is served under Part 100 be included in the development of the transition plan required under Paragraph Paragraph 303.209 D12 and 303.344 H. See Section IV related to transition. Section 303.322 clarifies that if the lead agency determines, after conducting an evaluation, that a child is not an infant or toddler with a disability, the lead agency must provide the parent with prior written notice, including information about the parent's right to dispute the eligibility determination through the IDEA Part 100 dispute resolution mechanisms. Section 303.404 D requires the lead agency to provide parents with an initial notice when a child is referred to Part 100 that informs parents about their rights under the IDEA Part 100 confidentiality provisions and to summary of the record maintenance, destruction, retention, and storage policies with which participating agencies one must comply. Section 303.405A requires a participating agency to comply with a parent's request to inspect and review the early intervention records of his or her child in no more than 10 days after the parent makes the request. Section 303.409 C requires a participating agency to provide, at no cost to the parent, a copy of each evaluation, assessment of the child, family assessment, and IFSP as soon as possible after each IFSP meeting. Section 303.414 states the general rule that parental consent is required before a participating agency may disclose personally identifiable information under the IDEA Part 100 regulations and identifies, rather than incorporating by reference the IDEA-specific and FERPA-related exceptions to this rule. Child Find Evaluations and Assessments Eligibility Initial IFSP 2. 1. Participating agency means any individual, agency, entity, or institution that collects, maintains, or uses personally identifiable information to implement the requirements in Part 100 of the Act and the Part 100 regulations with respect to a particular child. A participating agency includes the lead agency and EIS providers, but does not include primary referral sources or those public agencies or private entities that act solely as funding sources for Part 100 services. A3. Section 303.300 identifies the major components of the statewide comprehensive, coordinated, multidisciplinary interagency system by specifically distinguishing between pre-referral activities, public awareness and child find, referral, and post-referral IFSP activities, including screening, evaluations, assessments, and IFSP development, review, and implementation. This section identifies the changes made to 34 CFR Part 303 by the final regulations as they directly affect these major component areas. Child Find 
Section 303.117 clarifies that the Central Directory of Early Intervention Services in the state must be accessible to the general public, i.e., through the lead agency's website and other appropriate means and include accurate, up-to-date information about early intervention services, professional and other groups that provide services to infants and toddlers with disabilities, and research and demonstration projects being conducted in the state relating to infants and toddlers with disabilities. Section 303.301c requires each lead agency to inform parents of toddlers served under Part 100 about preschool programs under Section 619 of the Act as part of the transition requirements when a child exits the Part 100 program. That information must be provided not fewer than 90 days prior to the toddler's third birthday. Section 303.302c requires the state to ensure that the child fine system is coordinated with specific agencies, including the following state agencies, in addition to those long referenced in 34 CFR Part 303, the state agency responsible for administering the Child Abuse Prevention and Treatment Act, CAPTA, the State Early Hearing Detection and Intervention, EHDI, system, the Home Visiting Program under Maternal and Child Health, MCH Title V, Child Care Programs, and the Children's Health Insurance Program, CHIP. Section 303.303A2I requires primary referral sources to refer a child to the Part 100 program as soon as possible but in no case more than seven days after identification. Section 303.310 requires that, within 45 days after the lead agency or EIS provider receives a referral of a child, the screening, if applicable, initial evaluation, initial assessments of the child and family, and the initial IFSP meeting for that child must be completed, 45-day timeline. Screening. Section 303.320 adds new screening procedures and confirms that such screening procedures are not required under the Act. Rather, using screening procedures is an option that a state may choose to include as a part of its comprehensive child fine system. A4. Under paragraph 303.320 A1I, the state must provide the parent with prior written notice of its intent to screen the child to determine whether the child is suspected of having a disability and obtain parental consent before administering the screening. That notice must explain the parent's right to request an evaluation at any time during the screening process. Section 303.420A1 requires the state to obtain parental consent prior to administering any screening procedures that the state elects to adopt under IDEA Part 100. Section 303.320A2 requires the state to provide notice of the screening results to the parent and, if the screening results indicate that the child is suspected of having a disability, the state must conduct an evaluation after obtaining parental consent. Evaluations and Assessments Section 303.310b2 adds an exception to the 45-day timeline. If a parent has not provided consent to the initial screening, evaluation, or assessment of a child, despite documented, repeated attempts to obtain parental consent, 
the lead agency must complete the initial evaluation, assessments, and IFSP meeting as soon as possible after parental consent is obtained. Section 303.321A2I clarifies that the term initial evaluation refers to the evaluation of a child that is used to determine his or her initial eligibility for services under Part 100 of the Act. Section 303.321A23 clarifies that the term initial assessments refers to the assessment of the child and the family assessments that are conducted prior to the child's first IFSP meeting. The definition of multidisciplinary in paragraph 303.24 requires the IFSP team to include the parent and at least two individuals from separate disciplines or professions and one of these individuals must be the service coordinator. Sections 303.25a and 303.321a5 and a6 clarify that when conducting evaluations and assessments, the native language for a child who is limited English proficient is the language of the child's parents, but that it may be the language of the child, if determined developmentally appropriate by the qualified personnel conducting the evaluation and assessment. In the definition of native language in paragraph 303.25a, the term limited English proficient, LEP, has the same meaning as in IDEA section 60218, which cross-references the same term in section 9101 of the Elementary and Secondary Education Act of 1965, as amended, ESEA, A5. Eligibility. Section 303.5 adds a definition for at-risk infant or toddler. An at-risk infant or toddler is a child less than three years of age who would be at risk of experiencing a substantial developmental delay if early intervention services were not provided to the child. A state may expand the definition to include a child who is at risk of experiencing developmental delays because of biological or environmental factors that can be identified. Section 303.21A2 provides the following examples of infants or toddlers with disabilities who have a diagnosed physical or mental condition that has a high probability of resulting in developmental delays, chromosomal abnormalities, severe attachment disorders, disorders secondary to exposure to toxic substances, including fetal alcohol syndrome, genetic or congenital disorders, sensory impairments, inborn errors of metabolism, congenital infections, and disorders reflecting disturbance of the development of the nervous system. Section 303.111 requires each state to provide a rigorous definition of developmental delay that will be used by the state in carrying out programs under Part 100 in order to appropriately identify infants and toddlers with disabilities who are in need of services under Part 100. Section 303.203 requires each state to include its definition of developmental delay in the state's IDEA Part 100 grant application. 3. IFSP Development, Implementation, and Review This section identifies the changes made to 34 CFR Part 303 by the final regulations as they directly affect IFSP Development, Implementation, and Review. 
Section 303.31 defines qualified personnel as personnel who have met state-approved or state-recognized certification, licensing, registration, or other comparable requirements that apply to the areas in which the individuals are conducting evaluations or assessments or providing early intervention services. Section 303.32 provides that scientifically-based research has the meaning given to the term in Section 9101.37 of the EC.2 to the term scientifically-based research under the SEA. A means research that involves the application of rigorous, systematic, and objective procedures to obtain reliable and valid knowledge relevant to education activities and programs. And A6. Section 303.34 provides that service coordination, in addition to the other functions and duties that have been long-standing in 34 CFR Part 303 includes a. Conducting follow-up activities to determine that appropriate early intervention services are provided, paragraph 303.34, b. 7, and b. Coordinating funding sources for early intervention services required under Part 100, paragraph Paragraph 303.34, B9. Service coordinators are no longer required to coordinate funding for other services identified in the IFSP, but not required to be provided under Part 100. IV. Transition, including Part 100 to Part B. Exiting Part 100 transition services are those services that assist a toddler with a disability in his or her family to experience a smooth and effective transition from the early intervention program under Part 100 to the child's next program or other appropriate services, including services that may be identified for a child who is no longer eligible to receive Part 100 or Part B services. This section identifies the changes made to 34 CFR Part 303 by the final regulations as they directly affect the transition of children exiting the Part 100 program. Application Requirements Intra-agency and interagency agreements and opt-out policy Section 303.209A3 requires that all lead agencies, including those in which the state educational agency, SEA, is the lead agency, to establish an interagency or an interagency agreement between the early intervention program under Part 100 of the Act and the preschool program under Section 619 of Part B of the Act. Previously, the state lead agency was only required to establish and submit an interagency agreement if it was not also the SEA responsible for administering the Part B preschool program under IDEA Section 619. Section 303.209A32 requires that interagency and interagency agreements include specific IDEA Part B and C transition requirements. Section 303.401E permits the state to adopt an opt-out policy that requires EIS providers to inform parents of a toddler with a disability of the intended disclosure of B includes research that I employs systematic, empirical methods that draw on observation or experiment. 2. Involves rigorous data analyzes that are adequate to test the stated hypotheses and justify the general conclusions drawn. 3. Relies on measurements or observational methods that provide reliable and valid data across evaluators and observers, across multiple measurements and observations. 
and across studies by the same or different investigators, IV is evaluated using experimental or quasi-experimental designs in which individuals, entities, programs, or activities are assigned to different conditions and with appropriate controls to evaluate the effects of the condition of interest, with a preference for random assignment experiments, or other designs to the extent that those designs contain within condition or across condition controls. V ensures that experimental studies are presented in sufficient detail and clarity to allow for replication or, at a minimum, offer the opportunity to build systematically on their findings, and VI has been accepted by a peer-reviewed journal or approved by a panel of independent experts through a comparably rigorous, objective, and scientific review. 20 U.S.C. 7801-A7 Personally identifiable information, child's name, child's date of birth, and parent contact information to the SEA and the local educational agency, LEA, where the child resides and allows the parents a specified time period to object to the disclosure in writing. Transition Notification Section 303.209-B1-I requires leasing notification for children exiting Part 100 and potentially eligible for Part B services. The lead agency must notify, not fewer than 90 days before the toddler's third birthday, the SEA and the LEA for the area where the toddler resides that the toddler on his or her third birthday will reach the age of eligibility for services under Part B of the Act, as determined in accordance with state law. Sections 303.209, B1, and 303.401 require that the leasing notification include the child's name, date of birth, and parent contact information. Section 303.209, B1, 2 clarifies that if the lead agency determines a child to be eligible for Part 100 early intervention services between 45 and 90 days prior to the toddler's third birthday, the lead agency must provide the leasey notification as soon as possible after the toddler's eligibility determination. Section 303.209-B13 provides that if a child is referred to the lead agency fewer than 45 days before the toddler's third birthday, the lead agency is not required to conduct the initial evaluation, assessment, or IFSP meeting, and if that child may be eligible for preschool services or other services under Part B of the Act, the lead agency, with parental consent, required under paragraph 303.414, must refer the toddler to the SEA and appropriate LEA. Section 303.209-B2 requires the state to ensure that the leasing notification is consistent with any opt-out policy that the state has adopted, which would permit a parent to object to disclosure of personally identifiable information. Transition Conference and Meeting Section 303.209-C clarifies that, for a child exiting Part 100, the transition conference must be held, with family approval, at least 90 days and not more than 9 months prior to the toddler's third birthday for children potentially eligible for Part B services. 
Section 303.209E clarifies that a transition conference or meeting to develop the transition plan must meet the IFSP meeting requirements and that this conference and the IFSP meeting may be combined. 88. Transition Plan Section 303.209 D2 clarifies that the transition plan be included in the IFSP. Section 303.209 D2 requires that a transition plan be established in a child's IFSP not fewer than 90 days and at the discretion of all parties, not more than nine months before a toddler's third birthday. Section 303.209 D3 requires the transition plan to include steps for the toddler with a disability and his or her family to exit from the Part 100 program. Paragraph 303.209 D3I and any transition services that the IFSP team identifies as needed by that toddler and his or her family. Paragraph 303.209 D32. Section 303.344H clarifies that the steps included in the IFSP must support transition to one of the following preschool services under Part B of the Act, Early Education, Head Start, Early Head Start, or Child Care Programs, Other Appropriate Services or for children participating under a state's option in paragraph 303.211 to provide early intervention services to children beyond age 3, to preschool services, kindergarten, or elementary school, serving children ages 3 and older. Section 303.211 allows each state to develop and implement a policy under which parents of children who are receiving early intervention services and who are eligible to receive services under Section 619 of Part B of the Act can choose for these children to continue receiving early intervention services under Part 100 of the Act. At the state's option, early intervention services could be available to these children beyond age 3 until they enter or are eligible under state law to enter kindergarten. Section 303.211 B1 requires parents whose child is receiving services beyond age 3 under paragraph 303.211 to be provided an annual notice of procedural safeguards. Section 303.211B3 clarifies that parents whose child is receiving services under Part 100 past the age of 3 retain a right, at any time, to opt out of these early intervention services and, instead, to obtain a free appropriate public education FAPE, under Part B of the Act for their child. Section 303.211 B4 clarifies that the lead agency must continue to provide all early intervention services identified in the IFSP under paragraph 303.344 and consented to by the parent under paragraph 303.342 E beyond age 3 until that toddler's initial eligibility determination under Part B of the Act is made under 34 CFR paragraph 300.30. Section 303.211 B5 requires the lead agency to obtain informed consent from A9, the parent of any child with a disability for the continuation of early intervention services for that child, 
Consent must be obtained before the child reaches three years of age, where practicable. In a state that elects to offer Part 100 services to children ages 3 and older, paragraph paragraph 303.209 F and 303.211 B6 clarify when and what transition requirements in paragraph 303.209 apply to toddlers with disabilities at age 3 and to children receiving services under paragraph 303.211 as they transition to preschool, kindergarten, or elementary school. V. Coordination with Head Start Early Head Start, Early Education, and Child Care The U.S. Department of Education is committed to helping states transform early learning programs and services into integrated early learning systems that focus on improving the health, including physical, social, emotional, communication, adaptive, and cognitive outcomes of children through collaborative efforts with participating agencies. Section 303.210A requires each state application for IDEA Part 100 funds to include a description of the state's efforts to promote collaboration among Head Start, Early Head Start, Early Education, and Child Care Programs, and services under Part 100. Section 303.210B requires all state lead agencies to participate on the Head Start State Advisory Council on Early Childhood Education and Care established under the Head Start Act. Section 303.605C permits the State Interagency Coordinating Council to coordinate and collaborate with the State Advisory Council on Early Childhood Education and Care for Children, as described in Section 642B, B, 1, A, I of the Head Start Act. 42 U.S.C. 9837B, B, 1, A, I, if applicable, and other state interagency early learning initiatives, as appropriate. A, 10. IDEA Part 100 Final Regulations published September 28, 2011 and effective October 28, 2011 Use of public benefits or insurance or private insurance to pay for Part 100 Services Non-Regulatory Guidance November 2011 Office of Special Education Programs Office of Special Education and Rehabilitative Services U.S. Department of Education B1 Purpose of this guidance This guidance provides parents Early Intervention Service, EIS, providers, state lead agencies, and other interested parties with detailed information about some of the changes made to the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, IDEA or Act, Part 100 Regulations in 34 CFR Part 303, as those regulations were published in the Federal Register on September 28, 2011, and made effective on October 28, 2011. Final Regulations. The final regulations can be found at http colon slash slash idea.ed.gov slash par dash c slash search slash new. The final regulations reflect changes made to the idea as amended by the Individuals with Disabilities Education Improvement Act of 2004 and make other necessary changes needed to implement the Early Intervention Program for infants and toddlers with disabilities. This non-regulatory guidance focuses on state responsibilities and parents' rights regarding the use of different funding sources to pay for Part 100 services, including public benefits or insurance, private insurance, 
and family fees if the state elects to use such funding sources. It includes information regarding parental consent and notification requirements prior to a state's use of a child's or parent's public or private insurance, the state option to implement a system of payments for Part 100 services, and state requirements to have in place methods, such as a state statute or regulation or interagency agreement or other appropriate written methods to ensure the timely provision of and payment for Part 100 services. This non-regulatory guidance describes the regulatory changes reflected in the final regulations and does not impose additional requirements beyond those required under the IDEA and the final regulations. The IDEA, its implementing regulations, and other important documents related to the IDEA and the regulations can be found at http colon slash slash idea.ed.gov slash par dash c slash search slash new b2. The department has revised the Part 100 regulations regarding the use of public benefits or insurance, e.g., Medicaid, and private insurance to pay for Part 100 services. IDEA Sections 635A10A and 640 require states to use federal IDEA Part 100 funds as a payer of last resort and to identify and coordinate all available funding resources to pay for Part 100 services. Additionally, IDEA Section 632-4B requires Part 100 services to be provided at no cost unless a state has adopted a system of payments for Part 100 services, which system can include use of public benefits or insurance or private insurance or cost to parents for some services, e.g., speech, physical, or occupational therapy. Point 1A system of payments is the state's written policy regarding the cost parents and children may incur for receipt of Part 100 services services and may include use of public or private insurance or a sliding fee scale. The Part 100 regulations provide the following important protections for parents of infants and toddlers with disabilities when states use public benefits or insurance or private insurance to pay for Part 100 services. I federal requirements for states to coordinate resources for Part 100 services, use Part 100 funds as a payer of last resort, and ensure methods to ensure the provision of and financial responsibility for Part 100 services. Section 303.120b requires each state lead agency to identify and coordinate all available resources to pay for early intervention services, including federal, state, local, and private sources. Section 303.202 requires the state to provide a certification with its application that its methods under 303.511 and contracts with EIS providers are current as of the date of submission of the application and reflect the applicable requirements in subpart F of the Part 100 regulations, which include use of funds, payer of last resort, and system of payments requirements. Section 303.501 sets forth the permissive uses of Federal IDEA Part 100 funds by lead agencies. Section 303.510 requires Federal IDEA Part 100 funds to be used as a payer of last resort. Section 303.511 requires the state to have methods in place that define the financial and service responsibility of each state-level agency that provides or pays for Part 100 services. 
Section 303.511 A2 and B requires that the state's methods be embodied in a state statute or regulation or interagency agreement or other appropriate written method that is submitted with the state's idea Part 100 grant application and approved by the Secretary of the U.S. Department of Education. 1 Section 303.521 B lists those required functions of the lead agency which the lead agency must make available and for which fees may not be charged. These required functions are child find, evaluation and assessment, service coordination, the development and review of the IFSP, and implementation of the procedural safeguards. B3. Section 303.511 requires that the state's methods must include procedures for the timely resolution of any interagency or interagency disputes related to the payment for Part 100 services, paragraph 303.511 c. A method to ensure that Part 100 services are not delayed or denied to an eligible child or family because of disputes between agencies. Paragraph 303.511 D. 2. Federal Requirements for a State System of Payments. Section 303.14 A. 3. Defines early intervention services under IDEA Part 100 as services provided at no cost unless the state has implemented policies establishing a system of payments by families in accordance with paragraph paragraph 303.520 and 303.521, including a schedule of sliding fees. Section 303.520 permits a state to develop policies that may result in a cost to the family to participate in the state's Part 100 system. A state may include a range of funding sources to pay for Part 100 services including the child's or parent's public benefits or insurance, the child's or parent's private insurance co-payments, deductibles, direct payments such as through a sliding fee scale or cost participation schedule. Sections 303.520 and 303.521 clarify the requirements for a state system of payments policies, i.e., using sources such as public benefits or insurance or private insurance, and family fees to pay for Part 100 services. Under paragraph 303.521a, the state's system of payments policies must be in writing and specify which functions or services are subject to the system of payments. Section 303.521c provides that if the state has a state law requiring the provision of a free appropriate public education, FAPE, for or uses Part B funds to serve an infant or toddler with a disability under the age of three, or any subset of infants and toddlers with disabilities under the age of three, the state may not charge the parents of the infant or toddler with a disability for any Part 100 services that constitute FAPE for that infant or toddler and the child's family, and those FAPE services must meet the requirements of both Parts B and C of the IDEA. A use of family fees or cost participation to pay for IDEA Part 100 services under paragraph 303.521. A. The state's system of payments for family fee policies must also include the payment system and schedule of sliding or cost participation fees, co-payments or deductibles that may be charged to the parent for Part 100 services. The base and amount of payments or fees.
B4. The state's definition of the ability to pay and its definition of inability to pay and how the state makes the determination of the ability or inability to pay. The state's procedural safeguard rights for children and families under the state's system of payments. Provisions stating that failure to provide the requisite income information may result in a charge of a fee as indicated on the fee schedule and specifying the fee to be charged. Provisions that permit, but do not require, the lead agency to use Federal IDEA Part 100 funds or other funds to pay for out-of-pocket costs such as premiums, deductibles, or co-payments. Under paragraph 303.521A4, the state must provide assurances that families will not be charged for the cost of those required functions specified in paragraph 303.521B, including service coordination, child find, evaluations and assessments, individualized family service plan, IFSP development, and implementation of procedural safeguards. The inability to pay for services will not result in a delay or denial of Part 100 services. If the parent or family meets the state's definition of inability to pay, all Part 100 services must be provided at no cost to the child or parent. Families will not be charged an amount that exceeds the actual cost of providing a particular Part 100 service. Families with public benefits or insurance or private insurance will not be charged disproportionately more than families who do not have public insurance or benefits or private insurance. Be a use of public benefits or insurance to pay for IDEA Part 100 services. Under paragraph 303.520A22, the state may not require parents to sign up for or enroll in a public benefits or insurance program as a condition for their child to receive Part 100 services, and the state must obtain parental consent prior to using their public benefits or insurance of a child or parent if that child or parent is not already enrolled in a public benefits or insurance program. Section 303.520A22 requires the state to obtain parental consent to use a child's or parent's public benefits or insurance if the child or parent is already enrolled in such a program and use of such benefits or insurance to pay for Part 100 services would decrease available lifetime coverage or any other insured benefit for the child or parent result in the child's parents paying for services that would otherwise have been paid for by the public benefits or insurance program, result in any increase in premiums or cancellation of public benefits or insurance for the child or parents, risk the loss of eligibility for the child or the child's parents for home and community-based waivers based on total health-related costs. Section 303.520A23 also provides that if a parent does not provide consent for the use of the child's or parent's public benefits or insurance when such consent is required B5, i.e., the child or parent is already enrolled and one of the no-cost protections cited above applies or if the child or parent is not enrolled in such a program, the state lead agency must still make all Part 100 services on the IFSP available to the child and family, subject to any state system of payments, if applicable. When the state uses a child's or parent's public benefits or insurance to pay for Part 100 services, regardless of whether consent is required, 
The state must provide a notification to the parent, which must include a statement that parental consent is required under paragraph 303.414, if applicable, before the Part 100 lead agency or EIS provider discloses, for billing purposes, a child's personally identifiable information to the state agency responsible for administering the state's public benefits or insurance program, paragraph 303.520A3I. Note that parental consent is not required under paragraph 303.414 when the state lead agency is the same agency that administers the public benefits or insurance program unless the state lead agency chooses to require parental consent even if the state lead agency is the Medicaid or public benefits or insurance agency. A statement that parents have the right to withdraw their consent to disclosure of personally identifiable information to the state agency responsible for administration of the state's public benefits or insurance program at any time, paragraph 303.520A33. A statement of the general categories of costs to parents for participating in the public benefits or insurance program, such as co-payments or deductibles or the required use of private insurance as the primary insurance, paragraph 303.520A3IV. If the general costs are not identified in the notification, the state cannot charge those costs to the parent, paragraph 303.520A4. See use of private insurance to pay for IDEA Part 100 services. Section 303.520B1 clarifies that parental consent is required for the use of a parent's private insurance to pay for Part 100 services unless the exception in paragraph 303.520B2 applies. Section 303.520B1 provides that parental consent must be obtained when the lead agency or EIS provider seeks to use the parent's private insurance or benefits to pay for the initial provision of an early intervention service in the IFSP, and each time consent for services is required under paragraph 303.420A3 due to an increase in frequency, length, duration, or intensity in the provision of services in the child's IFSP. Section 303.520b2 clarifies that parental consent is not required when a state has enacted a state statute regarding private health insurance coverage for Part 100 services that expressly provides that the use of private health insurance to pay for Part 100 services cannot count towards or result in a loss of benefits due to the annual or lifetime health insurance coverage caps for the child, the parent, or the child's family members who are covered under that health insurance policy, B6. 3. Cannot negatively affect the availability of health insurance to the child with a disability, the parent, or the child's family members who are covered under that health insurance policy, and health insurance coverage may not be discontinued for these individuals due to the use of private health insurance to pay for Part 100 services, and cannot be the basis for increasing the health insurance premiums of the child with a disability, 
the parent, or the child's family members covered under that health insurance policy. Under paragraph 303.520B12, if a state requires a parent to use private insurance to pay for Part 100 services and that use results in a cost to the parent, such as co-payments, deductibles, those general types of costs must be included in the state's system of payments or the state may not charge those costs to parents. Under paragraph 303.520B13, the state must provide a copy to the parent of its system of payment policies that identify the potential costs that the parents may incur as a result of the use of their private insurance to pay for Part 100 services. D. Procedural Safeguards Section 303.521 E. 1 provides that a state's system of payments must include written policies to inform parents that a parent who wishes to contest the imposition of a fee, or the state's determination of the parent's ability to pay, may do one or more of the following, participate in mediation in accordance with paragraph 303.431 request a due process hearing under paragraph paragraph 303.436 or 303.441, whichever is applicable file a state complaint under paragraph 303.434 use any other procedure established by the state for the speedy resolution of financial claims provided that such use does not delay or deny the parent's procedural rights, including the right to pursue, in a timely manner, the options described above. Section 303.521 E2 provides that a state must inform parents of these procedural safeguard options by either providing parents with a copy of the state's system of payments policies when obtaining consent for provision of early intervention services under paragraph 303.420A3, or including this information with the notice provided to parents under paragraph 303.421. Treatment of funds received under public benefits or insurance, private insurance, or family fees. A treatment of funds for purposes of program income B7 public benefits or insurance or private insurance, Section 303.520 D1 provides that proceeds or funds from public benefits or insurance or from private insurance are not treated as program income for purposes of 34 CFR 80.25. Family fees, Sections 303.520 E and 303.521 D1 provide that funds or fees or costs collected from a parent or the child's family or received by the state from a parent or family member under the state system of payments established under paragraph 303.521 are considered program income under 34 CFR 80.25. These funds, one, are not deducted from the total allowable cost charged under Part 100 of the IDEA, as set forth in 34 CFR 80.25, G1, and two, must be used for the state's Part 100 Early Intervention Services Program, consistent with 34 CFR 80.25, G2. B. Treatment of funds for purpose of IDEA Part C maintenance of effort non-supplanting requirements. Federal funds, Section 303.520 D2 provides that if the state receives reimbursements from federal funds, e.g., 
Medicaid reimbursements attributable directly to federal funds for Part 100 services. Those funds are considered neither state nor local funds for maintenance of effort, MOE, purposes under paragraph 303.225b. Private insurance. Section 303.520-D3 provides that if the state spends funds from private insurance for services, those funds are considered neither state nor local funds for MOE purposes under paragraph 303.225. Section 303.520-B3 provides that if a state has enacted a state statute that meets the requirements in paragraph 303.520-B2, regarding the use of private health insurance coverage to pay for early intervention services under Part 100 of the IDEA, the state may re-establish a new baseline of state and local expenditures under paragraph 303.225-B in the next federal fiscal year following the effective date of the statute. Family Fees Sections 303.520-E and 303.521-D2 provide that funds received by the state from a parent or family member under the state system of payments established under paragraph 303.521 are considered program income under 34 CFR 80.25. These funds are considered neither state nor local funds for MOE purposes under paragraph 303.225-B. B8. IDEA Part 100 Final Regulations published September 28, 2011 and effective October 28, 2011 Changes in Early Intervention, a summary of major regulatory changes related to the administrative RESPONSIBILITES of state lead agencies non-regulatory guidance November 2011 Office of Special Education Programs Office of Special Education and Rehabilitative Services U.S. Department of Education C1 purpose of this guidance this guidance provides state lead agencies with detailed information about specific changes made to the individuals with disabilities education act idea or act part 100 regulations in 34 cfr part 303 as those regulations were published in the federal register on september 28 2011 and made effective on october 28 2011 final regulations the final regulations can be found at http colon slash slash idea dot slash par dash c slash search slash new the final regulations reflect changes made to the idea as amended by the individuals with disabilities education improvement act of 2004 and make other necessary changes needed to implement the early intervention program for infants and toddlers with disabilities. This non-regulatory guidance focuses on some of the changes in the administrative responsibilities of state lead agencies, which changes are organized by the following topics. 1. Application requirements. 2. Federal and state monitoring and enforcement. 3. State Interagency Coordinating Council, and 4. Procedural Safeguards. This non-regulatory guidance identifies some of the changes made to the final regulations in these areas and does not impose additional requirements beyond those required under the IDEA and the final regulations. The IDEA, its implementing regulations, 
and other important documents related to the idea and its regulations can be found at http colon slash slash idea dot ed dot gov slash par dash c search new c2 I state application and assurances this section identifies changes made to 34 CFR Part 303 by the final regulations that directly affect the specific content information that states must provide as part of their annual IDEA Part 100 grant application. The IDEA 2004 amendments revised the application requirements in Section 635 of the IDEA to be assurance requirements, instead of states having to submit policies and procedures related related to those requirements. This change substantially reduced the administrative burden for states. However, Section 637A of the IDEA continues to require states to submit additional content information for the requirements referenced in that section. The final regulations reorganized the provisions in 34 CFR Part 303 to set forth in Subpart B, Paragraph Paragraph 303.100 through 303.126, the assurance and related application requirements from Section 635 of the IDEA and to set forth in paragraph paragraph 303.200 through 303.227 in subpart 100 the application requirements from section 637 of the idea section 303.101 a requires the state to provide in its part 100 IDEA grant application assurances to the Secretary regarding early intervention services and the statewide system of early intervention services, which assurances must meet the requirements of Section 635 of the IDEA, including the components required in paragraph paragraph 303.111 through 303.126 of the final regulations. Section 303.101b requires the state to provide to the Secretary 1. Information that shows that the state meets the state application requirements that are in paragraph paragraph 303.200 through 303.212, and 2. Assurances that the state also meets the requirements in paragraph paragraph 303.221 through 303.227 which are predominantly fiscal-related assurances. Section 303.101c requires the state to obtain approval from the Secretary before implementing any policy or procedure required to be submitted as part of the state's application based on the requirements in these seven regulatory sections. Paragraph Paragraph 303.203, 303.204, 303.206, 303.207, 303.208, 303.209, 303.210, 303.211, 303.212, 303.213, 303.214, 303.215, 303.216, 303.217, 303.218, 303.219, 303.220, 303.221, 303.222, 303.223, 303.224, 303.225, 303.226, 303.227, 303.228, 303.229, 303.230, 303.231, 303.232, 303.233, 303.234, 303.235, 303.236, 303.237, 303.238, 303.239, 303.240, 303.241, 303.242, 303.243, 303.244, 303.245, 303.246, 303.247, 303.248, 303.249, 303.250, 303.251, 303.252, 303.253, 303.254, 303.255, 303.256, 303.257, 303.258, 303.259, 303.260, 303.271, 303.272, 303.273, 303.274, 303.275, 303.276, 303.277, 303.278, 303.289, 303.290, 303.291, 303.292, 303.293, 303.294, 303.295, 303.296, 303.297, 303.298, 303.310, 303.311, 303.312, 303.313, 303.314, 303.315, 303.316, 303.317, 303.318, 303.319, 303.320, 303.321, 303.322, 303.323, 303.324, 303.325, 303.326, 303.327, 303.328, 303.329, 303.330, 303.331, 303.332, 303.333, 303.334, 303.335, 303.336, 303.337, 303.338, 303.339, 303.440, 303.441, 303.442, 303.443, 303.444, 303.445, 303.446, 303.447, 303.448, 303.449, 303.450, 303.451, 303.452, 303.453, 303.454, 303.455, 303.456, 303.457, 303.458, 303.459, 303.460, 303.471, 303.472, 303.473, 303.474, 303.475, 303.476, 303.478, 303.479, 303.480, 303.491, 303.492, 303.493, 303.494, 303.495, 303.496, 303.497, 303.498, 303.499, 303.500, 303.501, 303.502, 303.503, 303.504, 303.510, 303.511, 303.512, 303.513, 303.514, 303.515, 303.516, 303.517, 303.518, 303.519, 303.520, 303.521, 303.522, 303.523, 303.524, 303.525, 303.526, 303.527, 303.528, 303.529, 303.530, 303.531, 303.532, 303.533, 303.534, 303.535, 303.536, 303.537, 303.538, 303.539, 303.540, 303.541, 303.542, 303.543, 303.544, 303.545, 303.546, 303.547, 303.548, 303.549, 303.550, 303.551, 303.552, 303.553, 303.554, 303.555, 303.566, 303.567, 303.568, 303.569, 303.570, 303.571, 303.572, 303.573, 303.574, 303.575, 303.576, 303.577, 303.578, 303.579, 303.580, 303.581, 303.582, 303.583, 303.584, 303.585, 303.596, 303.597, 303.508, 303.509, 303.510, 303.511, 303.512, 303.513, 303.514, 303.515, 303.516, 303.517, 303.518, 303.519, 303.520, 303.521, 303.522, 303.523, 303.524, 303.525, 303.526, 303.527, 303.528, 303.529, 303.530, 303.531, 303.532, 303.533, 303.534, 303.535, 303.536, 303.537, 303.538, 303.539, 303.540, 303.541, 303.542, 303.543, 303.544, 303.545, 303.546, 303.547, 303.548, 303.549, 303.550, 303.551, 303.552, 303.553, 303.554, 303.555, 303.566, 303.577, 303.578, 303.579, 303.580, 303.581, 303.582, 303.583, 303.584, 303.585, 303.596, 303.597, 303.508, 303.509, 303.510, 303.511, 303.512, 303.513, 303.514, 303.515, 303.516, 303.517, 303.518, 303.519, 303.520, 303.521, 303.522, 303.523, 303.524, 303.525, 303.526, 303.527, 303.528, 303.529, 303.530, 303.531, 303.532, 303.533, 303.534, 303.535, 303.536, 303.537, 303.538, 303.539, 303.540, 303.541, 303.542, 303.543, 303.544, 303.545, 303.546, 303.547, 303.548, 303.549, 303.510, 303.511, 303.512, 303.513, 303.514, 303.515, 303.516, 303.517, 303.518, 303.519, 303.520, 303.521, 303.522, 303.523, 303.524, 303.525, 303.526, 303.527, 303.528, 303.529, 303.530, 303.531, 303.532, 303.533, 303.534, 303.535, 303.536, 303.537, 303.538, 303.539, 303.540, 303.541, 303.542, 303.543, 303.544, 303.545, 303.546, 303.547, 303.548, 303.549, 303.550, 303.551, 303.552, 303.553, 303.554, 303.555, 303.556, 303.557, 303.558, 303.559, 303.560, 303.561, 303.562, 303.563, 303.564, 303.565, 303.566, 303.567, 303.568, 
IDEA grant application requirements, including those assurance requirements in paragraph 303.101 and paragraph paragraph 303.111 through 303.126 of subpart B and paragraph paragraph 303.221 through 303.227 in subpart 100. A certification in methods to ensure services Paragraph Paragraph 303.202 and 303.203 B 2 C 3. The IDEA 2004 amendments revised sections 637A2 and 640 of the IDEA to require states to have in place methods to ensure the provision of and fiscal responsibility for Part 100 services comparable to the IDEA Part B requirements. Section 303.202 requires the state to certify in its application that its arrangements and contracts for establishing financial responsibility for providing Part 100 services are consistent with paragraph paragraph 303.500 through 303.521 and are current as of the date of the submission of the certification. Section 303.203b2 clarifies that the state's application include, as part of the coordination of all resources, any signed interagency or interagency agreements or other written methods, referenced in paragraph 303.511b2 and b3, the state uses to ensure the provision of and establishing the financial responsibility for early intervention services and to ensure that such services are consistent with the requirements of the idea. The information needed to understand state S system, description of services, system of payments and definitions of developmental delay and at-risk infant and toddler, Paragraph Paragraph 303.21 B, 303.203, and 303.204. Section 303.203 A requires the state applications to include a description of the services to be provided to infants and toddlers with disabilities and their families through the state system under Part 100. The description of those services must be consistent with the revised definitions in the final regulations. Section 303.203 B1 requires the state to submit its system of payments policies and procedures that meet the requirements in paragraph paragraph 303.510, 303.520, 303.521, 303.522, 303.523, the system of payments includes any policies and procedures that the state has regarding the use of the following funding sources to pay for Part 100 services, public benefits or insurance, private insurance, and a family cost participation or family fee structure. There is a separate guidance document that addresses the system of payments requirements. The document, changes in early intervention, use of public benefits or insurance or private insurance to pay for Part 100 services provides specific non-regulatory guidance regarding the Part 100 system of payment requirements and can be found at the following link, http colon slash slash idea.ed.gov slash part dash c slash search slash new. Section 303.203 C requires the state to submit with its application the state's definition of developmental delay.
If the state provides Part 100 services to at-risk infants and toddlers, Paragraph 303.204 requires lead agencies to include in the application the state's definition of at-risk infants and toddlers, which must be consistent with the definition in Paragraph Paragraph 303.5 and 303.21b and the description of the early intervention services provided to at-risk infants and toddlers. C4. C. Use of funds. Paragraph 303.205. Section 303.205 includes the long-standing requirement that the application must describe the use of funds under Part 100 of the idea for the fiscal year or years covered by the application. In addition, Paragraph 303.205b requires lead agencies other than state educational agencies C's, to include in the application the total amount of funds retained by the lead agency for administration purposes and the number of full-time equivalent administrative positions to be used to implement Part 100 of the IDEA. D. Referral policies for specific children. Paragraph 303.206. Section 303.206 specifies that the application must include the state's policies and procedures that require the referral for early intervention services under Part 100 of the idea of children under the age of three who are the subject of a substantiated case of child abuse or neglect, or who are identified as directly affected by illegal substance abuse or withdrawal symptoms resulting from prenatal drug exposure. E. Public Participation Requirements. Paragraph 303.208. Section 303.208 A. Requires that the state's IDEA Part 100 grant application be published in a manner that will ensure circulation throughout the state for at least a 60-day period, with an opportunity for public comment on the application for at least 30 days during that period before the application is submitted to the department. Section 303.208b clarifies that the state must include in the state application a description of the policies and procedures used by the state to ensure that, before adopting any new policy or procedure, including any revision to an existing policy or procedure needed to comply with Part 100 of the IDEA and the regulations, the lead agency holds public hearings on the new policy or procedure after providing notice for the public hearing at least 30 days before the hearing is held to enable public participation and provides an opportunity for the general public to comment for at least 30 days on the new policy or procedure. F. Transition Requirements Paragraph 303.209 Under Paragraph 303.209 each state application must include a description of the policies and procedures it will use to ensure a smooth and effective transition for infants and toddlers with disabilities under the age of three and their families from receiving early intervention services under Part 100 of the IDEA to preschool or other appropriate services, or exiting the program for infants and toddlers with C5. Disabilities this section identifies the changes made to 34 CFR Part 303 as they affect the transition requirements for all toddlers with disabilities receiving services under Part 100 of the IDEA before those toddlers turn age 3. Intra-agency and interagency agreements 
Section 303.209A3 requires that all states, including those in which the SEA is the lead agency, to establish an interagency or an intraagency agreement, as appropriate, between the early intervention program under Part 100 and the preschool program under Section 619 of Part B of the IDEA. Previously, the state lead agency was only required to establish and submit an interagency agreement if it was not also the SEA responsible for administering the Part B preschool program under Section 619 of the IDEA. Section 303.209A32 requires the transition interagency or interagency agreement to address how the lead agency and the SEA will meet the IDEA Part 100 Early Childhood Transition Requirements in paragraph 303.209B through F, including any policies adopted by the lead agency under paragraph 303.401D and E in paragraph 303.344H and the IDEA Part B Early Childhood Transition Requirements in paragraph paragraph 300.101B, 300.124, 300.321F, and 300.323B. Transition Notification and Timelines Section 303.209B1 requires that for toddlers with disabilities who may be eligible for preschool services under Part B of the IDEA, the lead agency notify, consistent with any opt-out policy adopted by the state under paragraph 303.401E, the local education agency, LEA, where the toddler resides, and the SEA that the toddler will reach the age of eligibility for Part B services on his or her third birthday. Under the final regulations, the transition notification is only for toddlers with disabilities exiting Part 100 who are potentially eligible for preschool services under Part B and not all toddlers with disabilities exiting Part 100. Must occur no fewer than 90 days before the toddler's third birthday unless the lead agency determines that the toddler is eligible for early intervention services more than 45 days but less than 90 days before the toddler's third birthday, in which case the notification must occur as soon as possible after determining the toddler's eligibility must be provided to not only the LEA where the toddler resides, but also the SEA to permit SEAS to track early childhood transition data that is required under IDEA Section 616. Opt-out policy Section 303.209B2 incorporates the long-standing policy that the transition notification must be consistent with any opt-out policy adopted by the state under paragraph 303.401E. The state's transition notification policy must include the details of any opt-out policy adopted by the state lead agency. If the state adopts an opt-out policy, it must comply with C6. Paragraph 303.401E, which allows the state, through policies and procedures, to require early intervention service EIS providers to inform the parents of a toddler with a disability of the intended disclosure and allow the parents a specified time to object. If the parents object within the period established by the state, the EIS provider cannot make the disclosure. Referral fewer than 45 days before third birthday, 
Section 303.209 B13 provides that if a child is referred to the lead agency fewer than 45 days before the toddler's third birthday, the lead agency is not required to conduct an evaluation, assessment, or initial individualized family service plan IFSP meeting. If that child may be eligible for preschool services under Part B of the IDEA, the lead agency, with parental consent required under paragraph 303.414, refers the toddler to the SEA and the appropriate LEA. Transition Conference Requirements and Timeline Section 303.209E clarifies that transition conferences must meet the accessibility, convenience, consent, and participant requirements for IFSP meetings in paragraph paragraph 303.342 D and E and 303.343. Section 303.209 C1 incorporates the timeline from section 637A9A22 of the idea that the transition conference for a toddler with a disability who may be eligible for preschool services under Part B of the idea be held not fewer than 90 days, and at the discretion of all parties, not more than nine months before the toddler's third birthday. Transition planned in IFSP and timeline. Section 303.209 D2 clarifies that the transition plan is not a separate document, but is included in the IFSP, and paragraph 303.209 E clarifies that any meeting to develop the transition plan must meet the accessibility, convenience, consent, and participant requirements for IFSP meetings in paragraph paragraph 303.342 D and E and 303.343. New Timeline Section 303.209 D2 provides that the transition plan must be established not fewer than 90 days and at the discretion of all parties, not more than nine months before the toddler's third birthday. New Content Requirements under paragraph 303.209 D1, 2, and 3, I, and 2, the transition plan in the IFSP must include, consistent with paragraph 303.344 H, any appropriate steps for the toddler to exit the Part 100 program and any transition services needed by that toddler and his or her family. Under paragraph 303.344 H23, the transition steps must include confirmation that the child find information has been transmitted to the LEA and SEA, consistent with any opt-out policy adopted by the state lead agency, and confirmation of transmission of additional information such as the most recent evaluation, assessments, and IFSP, with parent consent, where applicable under paragraph 303.414. C7. While these are not new requirements, the following statutory requirements from IDEA Section 637A9 are now explicitly in the regulations. Section 303.209-D1-I clarifies that the transition plan must provide for a review of the program options for the toddler for the period from the toddler's third birthday through the remainder of the school year. Under paragraph 303.209-D1-2, the lead agency must include the family in the development of the transition plan. 
public awareness regarding Section 619 of the Idea and Timeline, as part of its public awareness program under Paragraph 303.301c. The lead agency must provide for informing parents of toddlers with disabilities of the availability of services under Section 619 of the IDEA. Information regarding the availability of services under Section 619 of the IDEA must be provided to parents of toddlers with disabilities not fewer than 90 days prior to that toddler's third birthday. G. Coordination with Head Start and Early Head Start. Paragraph 303.210. Section 303.210A requires the state to include in its application a description of the state efforts to promote collaboration among Head Start and Early Head Start programs, early education and child care programs, and services under Part 100 of the IDEA. As a condition of receiving IDEA Part 100 funds, Paragraph 303.210b requires lead agencies to participate on the State Advisory Council on Early Childhood Education and Care established under the Head Start Act, H serving children ages 3 and older. Paragraph 303.211 The final regulations acknowledge the importance of providing states flexibility in the delivery of services to toddlers and young children with disabilities. The state lead agency may choose for children who are receiving Part 100 services and are eligible for preschool services under Section 619 of the IDEA to extend Part 100 services to those children beyond age 3 until they enter or are eligible under state law to enter kindergarten. The state may choose to implement this option for children beyond age 3 until the beginning of the school year following their third, fourth, or fifth birthday. If the state chooses to implement this option, the final regulations at paragraph 303.211 provide a full description of the requirements the state must adopt to provide Part 100 services for children 3 and older. Here are a few of the requirements for states that elect to offer Part 100 services beyond age 3. Section 303.211 B3 clarifies that any child receiving services under Part 100 of the IDEA who is 3 or older retains the right, at any time, to instead receive a free appropriate public education FAPE, under Part B of the IDEA. C8 Section 303.211 B4 clarifies that the lead agency must continue to provide all early intervention services identified in the IFSP under paragraph 303.344 and consented to by the parent under paragraph 303.342 E beyond age 3 until that toddler's initial eligibility determination under part B of the idea is made unless the LEA has requested parental consent for the initial Part B evaluation and the parent has not provided that consent. Sections 303.209-F and 303.211-B-6 clarify when and what transition requirements in paragraph 303.209 apply to toddlers with disabilities under the age of 3 and to children receiving services under paragraph 303.211 as they transition to preschool, kindergarten, or elementary school. 
2. Federal and State Monitoring and Enforcement The final regulations incorporate the monitoring and enforcement provisions in Section 616 of the IDEA that apply to the IDEA Part 100 program through Section 642 of the IDEA. This Section 2, Federal and State Monitoring and Enforcement, identifies some of the major changes made to 34 CFR Part 303 by the final regulations as they directly affect state monitoring and enforcement, including state performance plans, SPPs, data collection and reporting, and federal monitoring and enforcement, a state monitoring and enforcement. Section 303.700A2 incorporates the statutory requirements in Section 616 of the IDEA and requires the state to make determinations annually about the performance of each Early Intervention Service EIS program using the categories specified in the Part 100 regulations at paragraph 303.703b. The term EIS program is defined at paragraph 303.11 as an entity designated by the lead agency for reporting under paragraph paragraph 303.700 through 303.702 and allows states flexibility in defining its EIS programs. Section 303.700A3 requires the state to select from enforcement mechanisms identified in paragraph 303.704, which include providing technical assistance or imposing conditions on the lead agency's funding of an EIS program or an EIS provider identified as needs assistance for two consecutive years requiring corrective action or an improvement plan that should allow the program to correct non-compliance within a year for an EIS program or an EIS provider identified as needs intervention for three or more consecutive years, withholding of funds, in whole or in part, by the lead agency from an EIS program or an EIS provider identified as needs intervention for three or more consecutive years or identified as need substantial assistance at any time. C9. Section 303.700E incorporates the long-standing requirement that states ensure that all identified non-compliance is corrected as soon as possible and in no case later than one year after the state's identification of the non-compliance. Section 303.701A incorporates the requirements in Sections 616 and 642 of the IDEA that apply to Part 100 of the IDEA regarding the SPP. It requires the SPP to meet the requirements of Section 616 of the IDEA and be approved by the Secretary. The SPP must include an evaluation of the state's effort to implement the requirements and purposes of IDEA Part 100, a description of how the state will improve implementation, and measurable and rigorous targets for indicators established by the Secretary under the priority areas described in paragraph 303.700D, which include early intervention services in the natural environment and state general supervision of child find effective monitoring, use of resolution sessions, mediation, and a system of transition services. 
Section 303.701C incorporates the requirements from Section 616 of the idea that states collect and report valid and reliable information as needed to report annually to the Secretary on the state's performance under the state's performance plan, as required by paragraph 303.702B2. The new regulatory provision in paragraph 303.701C clarifies that if the state collects data for some indicators through monitoring and sampling then the state must report data on those indicators for EGIS program at least once during the six-year period of a state performance. Section 303.702b incorporates the statutory requirement in Section 616 of the idea that states must report annually to the Secretary on the performance of the state under the state's performance plan and to the public on the performance of each EIS program in relation to the state's annual performance report APR targets. The new regulatory provision in paragraph 303.702b adds that the report to the public on the performance of each EIS program must be as soon as practicable but no later than 120 days following the state's APR submission to the Secretary. B. Federal Monitoring and Enforcement Section 303.703b incorporates the statutory requirement in Section 616d of the idea that the Secretary, based on the information reported by the state in the state's APR, information obtained through monitoring visits, and any other public information made available, must determine if the state meets the requirements and purposes of Part 100 of the idea, c. 10 needs assistance in implementing the requirements of Part 100 of the IDEA, needs intervention in implementing the requirements of Part 100 of the IDEA, or needs substantial intervention in implementing the requirements of Part 100 of the IDEA. Section 303.703b2 incorporates the statutory requirement in Section 616 of the IDEA that for determinations of needs intervention and needs substantial intervention made under paragraph 303.703b13 and b1iv the secretary provides reasonable notice and an opportunity for a hearing on those determinations Section 303.704 incorporates the statutory requirement in Section 616E of the idea regarding the enforcement activities that the Secretary takes based on the state's annual determination. Section 303.706 incorporates the statutory requirement in Section 616 of the IDEA and provides that if the Secretary proposes to take or is taking an enforcement action pursuant to paragraph 303.704, the state must bring such action to the attention of the public within the state, including by posting the notice on the website of the state lead agency and distributing the notice to the media and to EIS programs. 3. State Interagency Coordinating Council The final regulations incorporate the changes made by the 2004 IDEA amendments to Section 641 of the IDEA regarding the requirement that each state have a State Interagency Coordinating Council, Council that is appointed by the Governor. This Section 3, State Interagency Coordinating Council, 
identifies the changes made to 34 CFR Part 303 by the final regulations as they directly affect the composition and function of the Council. A Composition of the Council Section 303.601A lists the members required to compose the Council and incorporates the four new members added by the 2004 IDEA amendments in Section 641 of the IDEA and clarifies that the Council must include at least one member from the agency responsible for the State Medicaid Program and Children's Health Insurance Program CHIP Program at least one member from the agency responsible for the state regulation of private health insurance, at least one designated representative from the Office of the Coordination of Education of Homeless Children and Youth, c. 11, at least one member from the state child welfare agency responsible for foster care, at least one member must be from the state agency responsible for children's mental health, Section 303.601A does not prohibit parents who are employees of an EIS provider from serving as parent members on the SICC, as had been included in the proposed regulations. Section 303.601B allows the governor to appoint one member to represent more than one of these newly listed programs or agencies as well as the agencies responsible for childcare and Head Start or Early Head Start. B Functions of Council Section 303.605 C permits the Council to coordinate and collaborate with the State Advisory Council on Early Childhood Education and Care, which is required to be established by states under the Improving Head Start for School Readiness Act of 2007. IV. Procedural safeguards The final regulations incorporate the procedural safeguard provisions from Section 639 of the IDEA, including the provisions in Section 615 of the IDEA that apply to the IDEA Part 100 programs through Section 639A8 of the IDEA. This Section IV, Procedural Safeguards, highlights some of the ways the confidentiality, consent, prior written notice, surrogate parent, and dispute resolution procedures were incorporated into the final regulations. A confidentiality of personally identifiable information and early intervention records the Part 100 regulations in paragraph paragraph 303.401 through 303.417 now explicitly include the confidentiality requirements that apply to Part 100 of the IDEA instead of referencing Part B confidentiality provisions and expressly reference the protections in the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act FERPA, in paragraph 303.401b, the definition of personally identifiable information in paragraph 303.29, and the applicable FERPA exceptions in paragraph 303.414b2. New specific confidentiality provisions for the Part 100 regulations include Section 303.400C requires the lead agency to make available to parents an initial copy of the child's early intervention record, at no cost to the parents. Section 303.401C2 clarifies the point in time when the confidentiality provisions in the Part 100 regulations apply, which occurs when the child is C. 12. 
referred for early intervention services under IDEA Part 100 until the later of when the participating agency is no longer required to maintain or no longer maintains personally identifiable information regarding that child under applicable federal and state laws. Section 303.403b now includes a definition of early intervention records, which are defined as all records regarding a child that are required to be collected, maintained, or used under Part 100 of the IDEA and the implementing regulations. Section 303.403c now includes a definition of participating agency as that term applies to the Part 100 program. That provision also explains that participating agencies include the lead agency and EIS providers and any individual or entity that provides any Part 100 services but does not include primary referral sources or public agencies or private entities that act solely as funding sources for Part 100 services. The notice to parents required under paragraph 303.404 must be reviewed and revised by the lead agency in each state to ensure that it includes the changes to the Part 100 confidentiality requirements that were incorporated into the final regulations. Section 303.405A regarding a parent's right to inspect and review early intervention records and the timeline the agency must follow when a parent makes such a request is revised to require that the participating agency comply with a parent's request without unnecessary delay and in no case more than 10 days after the parent makes the request to inspect and review records. Under Part B of the IDEA, Agencies must comply with the requests no more than 45 days after the request is made. Section 303.409c requires the participating agency to provide at no cost to the parent a copy of each evaluation, assessment of the child, family assessment, and IFSP as soon as possible after each IFSP meeting. Section 303.411, which provides parents the opportunity for a hearing to challenge information in their child's record, was revised to clarify that a parent may request a due process hearing under paragraph 303.430 D1, Part 100 Due Process Hearing Procedures, if that hearing meets the requirements of paragraph 303.413, or a hearing directly under the state's procedures implemented consistent with paragraph 303.413. Section 303.414b sets forth the specific exceptions to the parental consent requirements for the disclosure of personally identifiable information under Part 100 of the IDEA. A lead agency or other participating agency may not disclose personally identifiable information, as defined in paragraph 303.29 to cross-reference the FERPA definition with appropriate modifications to any party C, 13, except participating agencies, as defined at paragraph 303.403 C, that are part of the state's Part 100 system without parental consent unless authorized to do so under sections 303.401 D and 303.209 B, 1, I, and 2, that enable the lead agency, as well as lease and seize under Part B of the idea, to identify all children 
potentially eligible for services under Part B of the IDEA by providing notification to the SEA and the appropriate LEA when children are transitioning from Part 100 to Part B services. Section 303.211b 62a which describes transition requirements under the state option to provide Part 100 services beyond age 3. The applicable FERPA exceptions in 34 CFR 99.31, which are cross-referenced in paragraph 303.414b 2. Section 303.416b regarding the permanent record that may be maintained by the participating agency was revised to specify that for part 100 of the idea the permanent record may include the child's name date of birth parent contact information including address and phone number names of service coordinator s and dis provider s and exit data including year and age upon exit and any programs entered into upon exiting Section 303.417, regarding the policies and procedures the lead agency must have in effect for enforcement of confidentiality provisions, references the right to file a complaint under paragraph paragraph 303.432 through 303.434. Section 303.12 clarifies the definition of early intervention service provider to include those individuals and entities that provide, but not those who pay for, Part 100 services. This definition is applicable throughout the Part 100 regulations but is particularly important regarding the responsibilities for Part 100 confidentiality and records maintenance, be parental consent, prior written notice, and surrogate parents. Section 303.420A1 requires parental consent before the state administers its IDEA Part 100 screening procedures adopted under paragraph 303.320. Section 303.420A2 requires parental consent before all evaluations and assessments of a child conducted under paragraph 303.321. Section 303.420A4 requires parental consent prior to the use of public benefits or insurance or private insurance if such funding sources are used to pay for Part 100 services and consent is required under paragraph 303.520. Section 303.420C clarifies that a lead agency may not use the due process hearing procedures under Part 100 or Part B of the idea to challenge a parent C. 14. Refusal to provide consent under paragraph 303.420A, which includes consent for evaluations and assessments. Section 303.421 requires the state to include in its prior written notice information regarding all procedural safeguards available under subpart E of the regulations. Thus, there are many new content changes, which are described in this section IV of this document. Note also that if a lead agency determines that a child is not eligible under Part 100 of the IDEA, Paragraph 303.322 requires the lead agency to provide the parent with prior written notice under paragraph 303.421, including information about the parent's right to dispute the eligibility determination through dispute resolution mechanisms.
Section 303.422b2 requires the lead agency to consult with the public agency that has been assigned care of the child when implementing the surrogate parent provisions for children who are wards of the state or placed in foster care. Section 303.422c allows a surrogate parent for a child who is a ward of the state to be appointed by the judge overseeing the infant or toddler's case. Section 303.422G adds a 30-day timeline requirement regarding the lead agency's obligation to make reasonable efforts to ensure the assignment of a surrogate parent after a public agency determines that the child needs a surrogate parent. Section 303.27 clarifies the definition of parent, including a foster parent, when a biological or adoptive parent are presumed to be the parent and the role of a judicial decree or order regarding educational or early intervention service decisions. See dispute resolution procedures. The final regulations continue to require lead agencies to have written procedures for the timely resolution of complaints through three mechanisms. 1. Mediation. 2. Minimum state complaint procedures. And 3. Due process hearing procedures. 1. Mediation The final regulations incorporate the mediation provisions in Section 615E of the IDEA. Section 303.431 provides the specific requirements that must be implemented to allow parties to resolve disputes involving any Part 100 matter, including matters that arise prior to the filing of a due process complaint through a mediation process. Some of the requirements the lead agency must implement include that the mediation process is voluntary on the part of the parties. C. 15. Mediation is conducted by a qualified and impartial mediator who is trained in effective mediation techniques and knowledgeable in laws and regulations relating to the provision of early intervention services. The lead agency selects mediators on a random, rotational, or other impartial basis. And if the parties resolve a dispute through the mediation process, they must sign a legally binding written agreement that is enforceable in any state court of competent jurisdiction or in a district court of the United States. 2. Minimum state complaint procedures The requirements for the minimum state compliant procedures have been revised in a few ways to assist in the voluntary resolution of complaints. Section 303.433b.1.2 provides that extensions of the 60-day timeline for responding to the complaint may be granted if a complainant and the lead agency, public agency or EIS provider agree to engage in mediation. This is in addition to the long-standing provision paragraph 303.433b.1.i, which provides for extensions of the 60-day timeline due to exceptional circumstances that exist with respect to a particular complaint. Section 303.433a.3 requires that the lead agency, public agency, or EIS provider respond to the complaint, including, at the discretion of the lead agency, providing a proposal to resolve the complaint. Section 303.433A.3 further requires the lead agency to provide an opportunity for a parent who filed a complaint in the lead agency, public agency, or EIS provider to voluntarily engage in mediation.
Sections 303.434, B3, and B4 revise the content requirements for written complaints to require the signature and contact information for the complainant, and if the alleged violations relate to a specific child, require that the complaint include the name and address of the child, the name of the EIS provider serving the child, a description of the nature of the problem and a proposed resolution of the problem to the extent known and available to the party at the time the complaint is filed. Section 303.434 C provides that the complaint must allege a violation that occurred not more than one year prior to the date that the complaint is received. Section 303.434 D states that the complainant must forward a copy of the complaint to the public agency or EIS provider serving the child at the same time the party files the complaint with the lead agency. 3. Due Process Hearing Procedures C. 16. Under the final regulations, States may still choose between adopting the due process procedures under Part 100 or Part B of the idea to resolve individual child disputes. The Part 100 regulations include the procedures the state would implement to adopt either Part 100 or Part B due process procedures. For states that use either the Part 100 or Part B procedures. During the pendency of the proceeding, Unless the lead agency and parent agree otherwise, paragraph 303.430 E1 provides that the child must continue to receive the appropriate early intervention services in the setting identified in the IFSP that are consented to by the parents. Sections 303.436A and 303.440A1 clarify that due process hearings must be made available for disputes regarding the identification of children referred to Part 100 of the IDEA, and not just disputes regarding children found eligible for Part 100 of the IDEA. Some of the requirements specific to the Part 100 and Part B procedures are provided below. Part 100 Due Process Procedures Section 303.437 C now permits the due process hearing officer to grant specific extensions of time beyond the 30-day timeline at the request of either party. Section 303.346 B4 and B5 require that any parent involved in a due process hearing has the right to receive a written or electronic verbatim transcript of the hearing and a written copy of the findings of fact and decisions at no cost to the parent. Part B Due Process Procedures The Part 100 Final Regulations include the provisions that a state must follow if it elects to adopt the Part B Due Process Procedures. These procedures are substantively the same as the Part B Procedures in Paragraph Paragraph 300.507 through 300.516, with a few modifications for Part 100 of the IDEA. If a state elects to adopt the Part B Due Process Hearing Procedures, the state must adopt all of the procedures required by paragraph paragraph 303.440 through 303.449 as required by paragraph 303.430 D2. In a state that elects to adopt Part B due process hearing procedures, 
Paragraph 303.440C allows the state to adopt either a 30 or 45 day timeline for resolution of due process complaints and requires that the state specify which C-17 timeline it has adopted in the state's written policies and procedures under paragraph 303.123 and in the state's prior written notice under paragraph 303.421. In a state that elects to adopt Part B due process hearing procedures, paragraph 303.446 permits, but does not require the lead agency to establish procedures that would allow any party aggrieved by the findings and decision in the due process hearing to appeal to the state lead agency. In a state that elects to adopt Part B due process hearing procedures, paragraph 303.445 D requires the lead agency, after deleting any personally identifiable information, to make due process findings and decisions available to the public. In a state that elects to adopt Part B due process hearing procedures, paragraph 303.444C provides that parents involved in hearings must be given the right to open the hearing to the public and must receive a copy of the record of the hearing and the findings of fact and decisions at no cost. C, 18. And that's the end. Understand there are rules in education and we must all follow. Stop this so good morning. Long night, long day, long year. And understanding just where we are in the state of Nevada for early access and early start, know this, the work has never begun. The state of Nevada did not sign on the legal assurances to ensure that access happened. And you know what? I'm just so confused as to how, when I see the news, how many African-American people are in the juvenile, in the justice system, simply why? Because they failed to have any parenting skills. And then I wondered, well, where are the parenting skills coming from? As I heard the news anchor say that the Mother was in jail because the child was found unresponsive. And the father was at crisis because he had some ashes in his necklace of his child. And I'm saying, okay, across America, here we are. How are the people, the local people, being provided the support that would drive change for, you know, family support, early start? And then I realize there's just a lot of people who get paid here out of the pockets of the taxpayer. The coffers of the taxpayer when the services are broken as they do not coordinate services together. How is it that they're, they have such an overburdensome special education system when they don't provide special education system services to all children? How is it they have an exploding education system for special needs out there in the, in the rules and then they have something going on in the inner city that causes children to be pulled away from their gifted and talented program and I'm saying how is it that you have gifted and talented placements and what is the entrance upon those placements because it's not title one yet and still all these 
schools receive some kind of federal aid because you just share it with everybody. I mean, it's just broken up. Like every child deserves a piece of the federal money. But if you listen to the audio, you will understand who drives the dollars. Who's driving the dollars for public education across this nation under the federal concept? Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, perhaps, maybe. Get a clue. Wake up, my friend, in 2021. E pluribus unum. Out of many, there is one, but out of one, there is none. So who will you be in 2021? Ask yourself that, my friend. Educate yourself in 2021.